This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Anything to talk about around uh, your, here? Anything? I, your dad's on a roll nice and early today. Uh, what did he do now? Well, what did he do now? Your, your dad sent me a photograph of members of the Razorback football team on one of the cars on the Polar Express. Oh, stop it. He did? Yeah, I went ahead and I posted it. Uh, whoever did the, I know Nelson didn't do it, but whoever did this, no, you're he didn't wrong. do it. You're wrong. Not nice. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy. So that's so that's where we start. I, I want to. Uh, uh, by the way, we, we are, I am live today in Harrison, Arkansas, at Brick Oven Pizza. Uh, thanks to John and everybody having me out here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. They're premiering uh, this new uh, Brandon Burlsworth film, True Character, that you can see on TV tomorrow night on the SEC Network at seven o'clock. But they're premiering it here in t- tonight, and there's a big event planned, and we're going to talk about all that as we go throughout the uh, the day. So that's uh, why I'm in Harrison uh, today here at Brick Oven Pizza and, and happy to be here. Um, that's uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is is I want to go back to Saturday and explain to people um, how much dread was in Zach's voice when we were trying to figure out if the Polar Express thing was real. And... <laughs> Oh. He kept walking around. DQ could verify this, and he's going, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> and it was just, um, "What? Why were you dreading this so bad? Like, what? what walk well, us through this." Because everything, look, you hear whispers, you hear things that maybe they've lost, you know, lost control of things, and you know, they spent all last week telling everybody they hadn't lost the locker room, and well, I mean, it's it's all right there in front of us. It it. Well, they lost the walk-on locker room. Anyway. Yeah, and, and Sam addressed it today in his in his, uh, his media availability, saying the young man had come in and they'd, they'd addressed it and, uh, and, and did all of that. But it was just like, no, no, this isn't what you need today. Right. Not, not after a 38-point blowout loss. You don't need that. And, uh, and sure enough, you know, there it was. Can I admit something else about the game? Yeah, please. Uh, I kind of slid this in Saturday night. I don't know who listens or doesn't listen on Saturday night. I have been doing this for uh, some time, some many years, and um, I have been a um, – now, I haven't watched every second of every game, but I've never done the thing that I did on Saturday. And, Zachary, hmm. in the second quarter, I fell asleep. That has never happened. It's, I've never done that. Well, I fell asleep. <laughs> the way things were going, uh, no, I mean, you were certainly entitled, as, you know, as we pointed out. You know, if, you, uh, if you've been negatively affected by this thing, you're probably entitled to some sort of compensation. I got a great nap, so would that be being positively affected by? Well, this? I mean, it, it certainly worked for you. Um, yes. But yeah. uh, then <laughs> Saturday night turned into Sunday, and Sunday was a free for all of misinformation. Well, uh, yes, um, because um, the um, the the chicken mafia has got their people wound up. Well, thinking that the Gus bus is coming. Well, to I, I, there's a couple of things we need to to, and, and Mike Irwin was on on halftime and. Uh, again, we are a house of halftime. Um, we are. You know, he yes. was on today, and and, and I, he made a great point, which is the, the 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 Springdale donors, and you know, we all know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can want whatever. I mean, you can want a bunch of different things, but whether or not those things actually, whether or not a uh, hundred euro check actually acts on any of that is one thing. Um, I just I 
The Gus thing's not going to happen, guys. No. It's simply not going to happen. So everybody, put your pitchforks away. Gus doesn't want you, okay? He doesn't want any part of you, the Razorback fandom. He but, thinks you're insane. And this is a man who spent a decade at Auburn, and he thinks you're worse. Okay, so he wants no part of this. So he's he's good. And and that thing, just as I've told you, in every, every one of these instances, take the top, top five names you hear, just throw them away. Doesn't matter. Well, and there's the other thing that's kind of uh, the uh, uh, awkward part of this conversation. They still have a coach right now. So, again, we're, we're right back where we were with a lot more, um, with a lot more intensity. And a few, a few weeks ago when everybody wanted Sam fired, and I said, well, you know, they still have a coach. So they're, they can't very well go look for a coach right now. But now um, – he still has the job. I don't know how long, how much longer he's going to have the job. I've never seen – this is the thing that – like, there have been a long list of Razorback coaches who have been great at home and have stunk on the road. Stan Heath, Mike Anderson. I mean, Pelfrey stunk both places, but you know what I'm saying? I have never seen – again, I've been doing this for a little while, not as often – not as long as some. I've never seen a coach who can't get his team ready to play at home. I've, I don't – I never thought I would see this, but that's what I've seen. When you look at this game, when you look at Liberty last year, when you look at BYU, even Kent State, which they won against one of the three worst rosters of the entire sport, but it, it wasn't pretty. I don't, I've never seen a coach who can't get his team ready to play at home, and that, to me, is a really big problem that uh, Sam Pittman has to answer for here. So how, did, how is it that when you're at home in front of the people who pay for all this, you always stink? How is that possible? That's, what, that's the thing that I keep going back to over the last couple of days, Zach. I've never seen a coach who can't get his team ready to play in front of the home and, fans. And, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a whole bunch of different things, but I, I think the, the bottom line is you got to ask the question, can they, can they afford it? And at this point, I say no. I, I don't think the money's there to go out and, and release this coaching staff, pay the buyouts, do all of these things, and then bring in the guy you want. All you're going to do is put yourself back on this hamster wheel where you're going to go well, get you know the, the, the coach for 2 or $3 million and hope that he works out. Well, my, my thought on the money is this. is It's a, I don't know, 20-something, $30 million investment to do all of that. Wouldn't we all be better served if you threw all that money towards fixing up Bud Walt Arena and making sure Musselman's happy because that guy's actually bringing you results, unlike this football program over the better part of the last decade. So I would stick with what they got, and instead of firing a bunch of people and then um, and having unemployed people on the payroll um, again at this place, I would throw all that money towards uh, towards getting basketball because they still have they're still trying to work out a way. And there's a board meeting this week in Fort Smith, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's this week. They're still trying to figure out, like, what are they going to do with Bud, with Bud Walton Arena, which is 30 years old and in some areas of it are falling apart. I mean, the, they're broken seats and the roof and the boiler and you know, on and on and on. Um, some stuff you see, some stuff you don't see. So what I would do is um, go, um, go all in on basketball with, if you've got $20 million sitting around rather than paying a bunch of coaches to not work here. That's what I would do. I, you can't punt on football. It's the biggest. It's the biggest cash cow you have. But I agree, you have to make sure the other sports are stabilized for sure. And I, th- I think the infrastructure in baseball is fine. Football is what it is. 
Um, and, and basketball certainly has to be uh, certainly has to be you got to do the renovations to Bud Walton. But I mean, this is a this is a football problem. And, right. you know, 100 yard checks in a really unique spot in that he can stand his ground. This is the guy he hired that he believed in. He can stand his ground and ride it out with this guy or he can do what every other AD has done in the last 25 years, which is fire him and bring him in. Guys, Chuck said this three weeks ago. If firing the coach was the answer, this place would be hanging banners every single year. Right. It's not the answer. The answer yeah. is, do you have the right guy? That's the question. Do you have the right guys? Plural. Do you have the? Is your staff good enough to ex, to elevate you to the place you want to go? They're having a terrible year. There is no, nothing in the world that you can say that would justify this being an okay year, and they all know that. But there are economics to this. You're not Texas A&M. You can't pay a $76 million buyout and then go get a top-tier coach. Right. The economics, we're fishing out of different ponds. Now, you know, we're, we're reaching this point where we're just throwing names out. Guy has the job. He's your head coach for now. If he's the head coach at the beginning of next season, that's it. If Hunter Yurchek stands his ground, and I think he should, then this is what it's going to be. You're going to have to get behind this guy and, and roll forward. Yeah. They definitely don't have 76 million later. They around. do not. They also, don't have, they don't have also, 40. For every coach's name that's never going to take this job that you throw out there, um, part of Zach dies. Oh, guys, I don't have the so, strength. I don't so, have the strength. I can't in, do this. Like, I cannot do this with If y'all. there is a coaching search this year, I don't know if Zach will survive. I won't. I will not. He says he won't survive. I will not. I will, so, I will pass away right here. If I hear Signetti one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna and, jump through the microphone and choke somebody. And I know how this place works. They won't replace him. You'll just get four hours of me. Right. Bad and nobody idea. wants that. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Ty was rolling today. All right, what what did he do? I don't know. He was his his. He was all I heard is someone called in and yelled at Chuck. That also happened today. <laughs> um, so, Man, so, everybody's catching one here. Well, and, and everybody's upset, but Ty's feelings were hurt, and he didn't have his whoopee, so he started you know lashing out at everybody, and that's uh, just uh, just the way it went today. So it I, okay. look, he's he's just like a caller who was upset in the uh, in the post game show. Hmm. I see. 
All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hey, uh, if there is a if there is a silver lining here, yeah, you don't have to spend any time over the holiday season in some godforsaken city you don't want to be in, like Charlotte or Birmingham or Memphis or oh, whatever. Man. You know what I mean? Yep. You won't have to give you won't have to give hundred euro check your money for that buy. Or Houston? God right. forbid it's Houston. Oh. Well, you don't have town. to worry about it now. No, that's uh, that's true. It's, it's, well, um, wait a minute. Can you still get into a bowl game at five and seven if your APR is good and somebody doesn't qualify? I don't know what the rules are on that anymore. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up. They may have to turn that down if that is uh, if that becomes a uh, possibility. I don't know. Boy, they'd sell it like they they went ten and two though if they made if they made a five and seven bowl game, wouldn't they? Yeah. Now here's a great question for DQ. Uh, Jesse Mountain Home would like to know DQ. Um, will your family be fighting over the Lululemon fanny pack, and will your dad get his <laughs> pants? My dad got his pants. Hey! Well, there's a, there's some good was, news from the weekend. Was he wearing them Saturday when I saw him? No, because they he still would have been cold. Okay. All right. Okay. Would have been cold. All right. Let's uh, go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline. I'm live at uh, Brick Oven Pizza in Harrison today. Uh, thanks to uh, Brick Oven Pizza, Explore, Harrison, KC Insurance, and Big Creek Trading Company for making this uh, possible today. Uh, John and Little Rock on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Go ahead, John. All right. Uh, fun week ahead this week. Um, listen, I want to talk to uh, some of the Razorback fans who, who think that uh, we're going to go out and get an A-list coach and, and think that we are, uh, you know, further ahead than we are. Or we are who we used to be. Um, a quick story, and, and maybe this will, uh, you know, resonate with you with them, but, but maybe not. Um, Long time ago, about 20 years ago, I was in the river market area with my buddy at night. Had a good time. Realized the next morning I left my debit card, went back to get it. As I was sitting at the bar, I hear a conversation down the bar from me. And uh, I look and I hear a woman say, and that song by Grand Funk Railroad was about me. They said my name in the first line. And it was Sweet Sweet Connie. And she had some dude pinned talking to him about how she used to be a big deal and a big groupie in the 70s. And right. all this guy saw was the 2000s version of Sweet Sweet Connie, God rest her soul. But she didn't appear to be anything that she was describing herself to be in the 70s. Mm -hmm. That is to say, we're not in the Southwest Conference anymore. We're not winning 10 anymore. This is where we are right now. Stop trying to tell us that we can go after, you know, these A-list coaches and, and accept the reality that probably the best thing that will happen is that we'll hold on to Sam for one more year. And, and you know, the good thing about that is the press likes him. So if we do that, the press will at least be singing our praises and it'll show another coach who's coming in possibly the year after that, you know, we're going to give guys at least one more chance to go in. Yeah, I, whether or not it works out, it doesn't matter. But given the buyout and the optics of this thing, it's probably the best thing to happen right now. And, you know, we we need to be a little more patient, I guess. We've been patient for 20 years. But, you know, that's the reality of the thing. Not the 70s. We're not on top. Y'all chill out. And uh, that's all I got to say. Thank you, John. Well, we've done it. We've achieved. Can anybody? I don't think anybody can top that, Zach. 
comparing this program to Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet Connie. Yeah, Connie Hamsey. That's uh, that's <laughs> interesting. Here's here's the reality. Okay, and I was telling you guys this when we were looking at the Polar Express video. Tell me what we know. <laughs> that this sentence alone is just the best I, I sentence I've ever heard. I know. And and God bless you guys that are now t- uh, tweeting at us all the uh, the different variations of Razorback Polar Express Christmas cards. Oh, I am man. laughing my butt off. But oh. here here's the reality of the situation. This is what we know. What, yesterday afternoon, as usual, the University of Arkansas sends out a media availability list. Mm-hmm. Sam Pittman's name was on it. Yeah, He's the head coach until further notice. All of this speculation, and this started with a, ru- a rumor yesterday that was completely unfounded and made people like poor Mike Irwin spend his Sunday chasing down leads that he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. You head- ruined his Sunday. Yeah, you ruined Mike Irwin's Sunday, and that makes me upset. I am personally <laughs> upset by that. Now... Here's, but this is the reality of the situation, is the economics may prohibit, and I say may because, you know, you could fall into a bunch of money that you didn't expect, but the, the economics at this point probably prohibit you from making wide-sweeping changes and hiring the guy you think you want. If I don't care if you hire Vince Lombardi. They're still going 6-6 six and six next year. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the head well, coach that's... is. This, this program is, is in a spot right now where – I think Sam Pittman's your best choice, and he might be your only choice going forward. Now, do I think there needs to be some staff changes, Cody Kennedy? Yes, absolutely. I think that would be a better, more prudent move is to make the moves in within the coaching staff. Get some really strong, find some really strong recruiters. And this is going to test everything Sam Pittman's about and all the relationships he's built. Can he get guys that aren't necessarily his friends but are absolute stone-cold killers on the recruiting trails? Can you do that? This, this place comes down to two things. One, um, these are four-year terms, and um, every four years people want to hop on this merry-go-round of getting a new coach. The other thing is is that somebody is going to have to come along. Like, we need a culture change out here. Not in the, bu- the building, you know, maybe one thing, but out here we need a culture change because you are never going to do anything. If the first time the guy loses seven or eight ball games – in his career, the whole state bails on him, and it's th- on to the next guy. That is never going to work. What has got to happen is somebody, uh, somebody out there has to decide, okay, we like this guy, whoever it is, this guy, the next guy, whatever, and this, we are in. We are all in. We are in lockstep. We know you're going to lose games. That's okay. But there is this perception that trees grow to the sky and that the first time you lose, you fire everybody. And that you can't run this any business. This is the first that, time he's lost. Why are, why are we punting on him now? Because that's what it is now. It is the, the, the job now is the first time you disappoint me, I, I throw you to the trash heap and we oh go get the gosh. next guy. And it's every four years. That, that's what it is. Um, I don't know anybody who has any kind of career going that's going to want to sign up for that, number one. And, and, and number two, I mean – Where's the loyalty? Like, I mean, seriously, like, like you, there's got to be. I mean, Musselman loses games. Nobody bails on him. Dave Van Horn loses games. Dave Van Horn's never won a national title. People don't bail on him. But there has never been the football guy to come along where these people will be with him no matter what. Yeah. And I don't know if that person's coming along. I don't know. But if if that person doesn't come along, then we're we're going to do this every four years. But if there is someone who drastically changes the behavior and says, look, guys, let's, 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 let's go. Let, let's see. Let's go. We're with this guy until we're not with – I mean, it, 
I don't know. Something's got to change because this whole every four years and you know every the first time the coach loses a handful of games in a row, you bail on him. That's not going to work. It ain't working now, and um, something's got to change there. All right, Melvin is in Sheridan on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Melvin. Uh, you make me shed a tear. Oh, uh, and you're not wrong, but why does the man have to be so defensive, and why can't he tell the truth, and why couldn't we say we're going to suck this year instead of standing up there taking all the back clapping and the praising? That what gets me. And he looks like a wolf dog. If he really wanted his job, he should stand up and say, hey, I'm in, all in. Well, stand there like you're ready to take and take that buy out and go because it's too hot on your rear end. What'd you sign up for? Did he quit us? Can you say that he didn't quit us yet? Does I, he say uh, he really wants to keep his job? I mean, he keeps saying he's not concerned about his job security. That's his kind of default answer to that question as what it's I'm come up over the last couple of days. You like your job a lot, as you wouldn't be there. And if the water got real, real hot, wouldn't you be telling somebody that you want to stay there if you really did? Now, don't act like you take your money and it's okay if it ain't. You understand what I'm saying? I don't necessarily need him to go. The lame dust deal, it don't bother. I, wor- I wonder if he can recruit. Uh, now, being like that, but he acts defeated already is what I'm saying, guys. I, I, that's what I, 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 I can't get behind. He needs to pick his head up and go if he wants to be the Razorback coach. You understand where I've come from at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I got you, Melvin. I appreciate the phone call. Here's another thing about uh, something he talked about there, about get up there at the start of the year and saying you're not very good. Well, there was one piece of material – we told you about, no one else did, that could have given us a clue about this. 247 ranks the talent on the roster. This team was ranked 13th in the league. Now, when I tell you, that, here's, the other, here's the thing about this. When I tell you this stuff in August, you get mad at me. So that makes me not want to tell you these things in August because you're going to get mad at me. Do you see the problem here? You want unbridled... You want unbridled optimism until you don't. That's the issue, right? Are we on the air? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm just – we've got to we've, – we've almost got to start com- compartmentalizing a lot of this stuff. And, I mean, we're, we're kind of all over the place. It, Sam Pittman's your head coach right now. Yes. There's nobody that you're going to bring in that's going to, in the next two years, completely change the trajectory of your program. And the way, and we, we know this, the way the coaching cycles work is, okay, right now, when, as the jobs start to open, you slide further and further and further down that pecking order. And it becomes a game of musical chairs. The guys you want are going to this school. Well, now, okay, now we got to slide backwards. That's the, da- that, I mean, that's the danger of going into a coaching search without having a guy, you know, at the ready. I think their coaching staff is young. I think Sam Pittman needs, he needs a Barry Odom on that staff that can look at him and go, no, this is not how we're doing this. Um, whether that's a guy that you're bringing in as your offensive coordinator who's got head coaching experience, to me, that would almost be a prerequisite if you're going to bring in an OC. Is you, you have to have been a head coach somewhere. Right. At no. least called a timeout we, in, a, in a Division listen, I football game. This is, this is like, if you're going to move forward, this is like um, 
okay, there are quarterbacks who can make any receiver good, and then there are quarterbacks that need help, okay? Sam's a quarterback that needs help. So you have to surround him with, if you're going to keep him, you have to surround him with a structure of support to make it work. He can't make anybody great. He's not Tom Brady. He can't make Julian Edelman great, okay? Wes Welker, he can't make these guys great. He needs Randy Moss. He needs, you know, uh, he needs, you know, he needs, he needs help around. That's the kind of guy he is. So if you're going to move forward, like you said, then that's what you have to do is you have to find the infrastructure. You have to put the infrastructure in mm-hmm. place around him to give him the support. If you do, hopefully they know this, but if they don't, let me remind them. If you, if the plan is to have another version of this next year, it's not going well, to Well, no, I, and I don't think that's even on the table. I mean, they're right. going to have to make changes to what they're doing here. I, I still think, and, and Sam is not a yeller. He's not a screamer, at least not you know on the sidelines or anything like that. But they got to find that guy, the guy who is who the players fear will instill some fear in them so that you're not having players in the pregame watching the Polar Express because that's not acceptable. Right. You have to find that guy. Bobby Petrino was that guy, but with guys like Petrino and Harbaugh, that shelf life is two to three years, man. After yep. that, in today's portal era, you can't you can't be Bobby Petrino unless you have a cachet right. behind you like a Nick Saban does. Right. Yes. If you, unless you've been doing it forever, the new guys coming up um, are not are not like that. There's a little more of a um, there's not as much screaming. They'll still yell at stuff. I'm not telling I'm telling you that like the coaches coming up now, you know, guys in their 40s or 50s who are head coaches now, um, they're not. They're not screaming at people, but you have to remember also, like this or not, this is the way it is. The athletes changed. Oh, no question. There is, there is just, there are still people who respond to a kick, but sometimes guys will go into total shutdown mode and you'll lose them forever if you do that. So you have to kind of know that part of it as well. It's a, uh, it's a tricky deal. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine jewelry in beautiful downtown russell hey sports fans don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game pascal air plumbing and electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always an mvp4 with pascal's world-class service you can count on a winning play every time whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items right let's get to uh, uh dq's check marks from the college football weekend dq what do you got 
Okay, well, I should start off by saying my ultimate red check mark is gonna have to go to Zach, who stuck all of my pencils in my ceiling. Every single one of them. I like to think of it as redecorating. I almost can't reach them. <laughs> we'll, but uh, anyway. We'll, we'll fill out the paperwork with HR for this. But anyway, uh, oh my gosh. How many did you get out of the ceiling? All of them. Well, while you do your check marks, I'll be <laughs> right back. Okay, uh, this week, um, stop, don't. He's actually he's going to getting out of the, the studio. Again. He's his he's walking. Oh my god! Oh my Did we work with a second grader? Did you know that? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start with the red this week because it's a pretty obvious one. Yes. Um, I hate to give Sam Pittman his second red check mark of the year. Wow. I could have given him more. Yeah. Don't I really can't reach up there. <laughs> he's putting all my pencils in the sound booth now. Oh, about oh in the oh. Oh wow. Yeah, we're gonna need a ladder. Oh my gosh. To retrieve, okay. retrieve those. I hate to give him a second one of the year. It makes me makes me sad. But that was a really, really bad game. Very bad. On. I went somewhere to eat, uh, to watch the game. It was well, first of all, it was like twenty one to three or whatever the first time they scored. It was that before I even got to the restaurant. So Oof. and it was Quiet, mostly. Yeah. There was, whenever uh, Jacoby Criswell scored, that's when I heard the first cheer. And the end. <laughs> okay. My yellow is going to have to go to Gus Malzon. He did beat Oklahoma State. And that's not why I'm giving him, that's not why I'm being critical. Oh, uh, Florida Central had the, or Central Florida, I'm sorry. Um, had the weirdest um, field storming I think I've ever seen where there weren't that many people who stormed the field and the way they did it was like a single file line to get onto the field. See, It yeah. was odd. Is that what you're signing up for, folks, with Gus Malzahn? Single file line storming the field? I don't think so. That's not what we do here. No. No. So it was, it was just an odd... Um, witnessing of even just a video of it it kind of gave me secondhand embarrassment and i love gus malzahn mm. my favorite visor of college football wow so you know anyway so my green i have two this this week um mm. one is going to go to nathan brown yeah who coaches uca yeah. In a Hail Mary last second throw. I watched a video of it. I thought it was really cool. And so I looked him up. I did not know who the UCA coach was before, but I screenshotted my ideas of who I wanted to put on this list. And I'm happy for him. They beat Eastern Kentucky. They did. Okay. And my second green flag is going to go to Jimbo Fisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he woke up this morning. With no plans <laughs> and seventy-six million dollars. <laughs> right. That's a movie, right? That's you wake like, up, you, you look at the, your bank app and go, seventy-six I mean, million, nothing. I'm sad. Like it, it makes me sad when anyone gets fired. It makes me sad that they fired both coaches of that game. That yeah, makes me both, really sad. That was a rough game. <laughs> both guys got canned. But wow. I mean. You, I mean, how can you complain about $70 million to do nothing, yeah. to leave? 
How much That's is due dream. within like 60 days? Like 20 million or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And then he's on the payroll. He's on the straw. He's on the. Uh, um, uh, who's that guy? He's on the Bobby Bonilla plan for like another. <laughs> Isn't that nice? So, yeah. Ain't it the greatest payout of all time? It's pretty good. That is pretty good. I was told by a, a coach, a sitting head coach today, that he will be happy to take $76 million to never work again. Yeah. Yeah. Several. And to quote Coach O, um, what time and what door do you want me to leave out of? I'm all over. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Joined now by Clay Henry here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline on Ruskin and Zach. We always talk to Clay on Mondays at 5, and uh, Clay, kind enough to join us now. Hi, Clay. Well, good afternoon to everybody. So, yeah. Yep. Sound like we're spread out. We got me in Norfolk, you in DQ in Springdale. and No, you're in Harrison. Right. DQ's in Springdale. Right. And Zach has just kind of slid off into Never Never Land. Right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, he's left us here, and we, he keeps he keeps pranking. Can Kinsey have play. a game every day? Can Kinsey have a game every day? Uh, I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know what the schedule is. Now Zach is That's pranking. A joke. That's just a joke. Yeah. Zach is pranking DQ Clay, uh, and and he's putting her pencils in the ceiling tiles. Yeah. In, in, so in the... if 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 you want. DQ, if you want this to stop, you do something to his car. Oh. <laughs> like w- what? I mean, like door dinging? Well, like like maybe put just, you know, right, just married everywhere, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Ooh, shoe polish. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his, that that car is, I mean, I'm not, does he like the car better than Kinsey, or is Kinsey higher rated than the car? Hmm, that's a tough one. I, I know, know it. Well, see, that's my point. Yeah, it is a tough one. Yeah, and he probably he probably will say the car. Kenzie probably rates higher, but he's going to. I mean, just knowing Zach, but he doing something to the car. That's like a that's like a death nail. I mean, it's it, it would be you know a huge. Of course, it takes it takes a lot of guts on your part, DQ, to do something to his car. I get that. Yeah. yeah. 
That would because be, if he uh, does something to if he does something to DQ's car, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> DQ, why do you have a Nerf gun in the back of your car? I need to take it up to my parents. It was in our house, but okay. then whenever we moved to the apartment, there's just not enough room for it. I see. All right. Just I just saw that today, and I was just curious about that. Okay. All right, we've got Clay here. You can text us at 866-285-4005. Uh, Clay, as you can imagine, uh, they're not happy out there. After, We're doing uh, football analysis after that. Well, I mean, no, uh, I, don't know if really. it's, I don't know if it's football analysis, but um, it's not. That, it's not. That, that was, um, that's as uninspiring an effort as we've seen in a long time around here. That was, uh, that was something. Well, it was complete. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> offense, defense, and special teams. I mean, it was complete. So, yeah. you know, it's it was uh, without question. You know, when you see you know a punt return for a touchdown, they run punt, they run kickoffs out of the you know out of the end zone that you know gives them a bad field position. You know, they um, kick them out of punts out of bounds. So, I mean, we, you got to throw the special teams in there with the offense and the defense and. It really was a shocker because the defense has been playing pretty good, mm-hmm. um, but it, it and the offensive tackles, you know, being able to protect that's been an issue all year. It's, you know, it's without question Auburn adjusted where Florida didn't um, to where the empty, you know, that they were going to overwhelm them, you know, with one more one more rusher than than they had blockers when they went empty, and you can't. That's the way you attack empty. Um, so this is the, this is just cutting to the chase, you know, it's whatever the the thing that has to happen is whatever is going to get recruiting on, on par with other schools, because it's, you've got to have better talent. Um, you know, I, I'll, you know, I think coaching, um, you know, you're you're always going to be looking for top end coaches or whatever. You know, the, to match scheme. You know, like you got to go head to head with you freeze and in with others, and you got to match up. But you got to get better players. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm kind of pounding the table here as I say that. You can't see me, right? Um, <laughs> but but I, I sent you a chart um, yeah. earlier. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but it just kind of jumps off the page. You know the, the the last ten years of recruiting and um, in the losses match up with recruiting. So um, you've got to spend money on coaches that recruit, whether it be assistant coaches or whatever. I I always thought that was one of Sam's strengths. So I, I think he can do it, and he's good in the home. But uh, they they had an awful void his first. You know, really, two recruiting class. First, it was too late, and second, they can't go in homes because of COVID. And so, his ability to recruit is is uh, you know kind of wasted. You, you can't send him into homes uh, or into schools, which you know that's what happened with COVID, and that that's why they're in the shape they're in with you know lack of talent. But I I think it can be fixed. Uh, you know, all this is. Hunter, your checks mess, not mine, thankfully. (laughs) 
exactly. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's not just the other thing too. Um, I, I'm with you. Um, they got to get more talent. Uh, there's no, you know, they're whatever that up. takes, and yeah, you can buy them now. You can buy them. Yes, and um, the other thing is the uh, is the portal. It's not just getting to know some kid for uh, you know a couple years in high school and bringing him to camps and on and on and on. There is a like microwave option here where if you can find the right person like a Drew Sanders last year who they found in the portal, he can make an instant imp- he can make you better day one. And there there are yeah. there there's a way to do that now. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I think you know you have to be careful and you bring in you know when you bring in portal guys, you know they're they're you know they're not ingrained in your culture. They're you know it's like yeah, the they're you know they're not Razorbacks, you know for three years or build up. You know you you've got in and, and I, I you know Sam spoke about it today is that you know the younger players you know like they they thought it was their turn and it's not their turn because they brought in a portal guy. So you you have issues where you really have to worry about the culture. And I, I'm not inside. I don't know what it is now. I mean, um, but it's, you know, you have issues with NIL that affect, you know, culture. And you have where you, you know, you're turning over the roster when guys think it's their turn to play and they bring in somebody else that they think is more ready to play, you know, that's, that has been on the field. And, and Sam talked about, you know, the evaluation of all that. You know, it was like what? You're not going after junior college players anymore because you can go get a fifth-year senior out of the portal. You know, that's played Power Five. Um, they 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 need help at offensive tackle. Their young ones not ready yet. They're probably Devin Manuel looked like he played better and, and is going to be a good player. Just so far behind because of all the time that he missed uh, injury-wise. But the you have to be good at offensive tackle. You have to be, you know, this is the ultimate team game where if you're weak anywhere, it really shows, but none more so than offensive tackle. We're talking with Clay Henry hey, here. I just kind of rambled on there, didn't I? That's okay. That's okay. I don't, I, it's fine. We, we, I like uh, the ramblings of Clay because somewhere in there, we're going to get smarter. Uh, that's what I've learned listening to you for, uh, for all these years, we're going to get smarter as, as as listeners. That's what's going to happen. Well, um, it's tough to watch. I mean, yeah. it was it was tough to watch. I mean, it, it was pretty clear, you know, late in the first quarter that it was going to be forty-eight to ten, you know, or something, you know, and that. I mean, you could just see that this one wasn't turning around. Um, stop the run. The perimeter running game was really so good with Auburn. The you know the wide receivers were walling up defensive backs and linebackers weren't getting there on the quarterback run. And then the linebackers overran the off tackle plays because they're they're worried about the outside. And it just that that's the first time where I've looked and said this defense is out of sync today. Usually they are. You know, I guess you can give Travis Williams you know one game like that. Uh, he's been really good, uh, and his players have been good. Yeah. So here's here's the thing uh, people are, are asking me about, and I, I want to I want to pick your brain about this. There's a 
we're hearing from fans. That's dangerous. I know, I know, but we're hearing from fans that say, "Okay, well, if if Sam's if they keep Sam and you, and the and the goal is to bulk up the coaching staff with experience, can they get anybody that's willing to go here when it might be you know if this happens again, then everybody's going to be let go next yeah. year." Yeah, well, I, there's, you know, you can say, well, you, you know, throw money at it. Yeah, you can. I mean, you know, there's mercenaries. There's, you know, there's hired guns. Um, and, you know, Texas A&M tried that. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I thought Texas A&M's offense was better. Their defense was not. So they, they took two steps forward and one step back. You know, they lost Elko, who was a good defensive coordinator, and their defense slipped. Um. You know, can you – it has to be somebody that Sam wants. It has, you know, that he has to hire the coach. You know, I watched Coach Burles try to do that. You know, hire the offensive coordinator and assign him to the head coach. Did not work. Mm-hmm. It did not – you know, did not work with uh, Kay Stevens, um, with Danny Ford. It did not work with, you know, Gus Malzahn with, with Houston Nutt. I mean that that that's that was the destruction of you know staff unity in both situations. It has to be Sam picking the guy, you know. And it's like, well, you know, Hunter will be with him doing that, and in uh, offensive coordinator. But I I don't know the answer. I'm not. This isn't that's not my job. But it's uh, it is really frustrating right now. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah, and there's um, you know, there's there's I just like at some point on the outside, um, like you just can't do this every four years. Like at some point, people are gonna have to decide, Clay, that you know, even if a coach loses yeah. a few games, we're still gonna stick with him and not totally abandon him as they do. It seems yeah. like the first time a coach uh, finds rough water at this place. Yeah, I, I understand that. It's not the way, though. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not, it's not how we do it anymore. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's sad in a lot of ways, but it also is the, the way of big time college athletics in that, okay, we just throw the bums out and I, and I, they're not bums. I'm, you know, you obviously know I'm being sarcastic right? in, in, in that take. And I, I get what you're saying, but it's the pro mentality that has that has come into power five athletics and really all athletics and that okay we just we just change staffs and you know whether it's three years well they did it after two years you know chad morse i get it they were awful there there was you know no sign of life in, in any respect but that's what sam was given and you know you take two steps forward one step back yeah, I watched that game, and I I know they celebrated uh, the victory over Florida. You know that they you know that was you know, and I I just wonder if they were just a little overconfident because they they thought hey we we've proven we can do it we can do it now and it it uh, it really it is you have to be on your toes every week you can't be up and down. And uh, I think when we've seen them have big victories, sometimes the next week they don't play as well. And that's 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 the danger of you know a team that doesn't understand winning yet. 
uh, in that, you know, they obviously don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's the, the life of pro sports is, you know, we throw them out and then, you know, it's a business model. It's, it's, we can, we know we can sell tickets next year based on hope. Um, and so that's why, that's why you change staffs and they, you know, they do it, uh, routinely in the NFL, you know, so, all right, we, you know, we made the fans happy for a week. Um, but it's, it's tough. The continuity is broken and, you know, you're starting from scratch again. Yeah. Um, Clay at college station. I don't, to, to answer your question, I don't have the answer. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, none of us have the answer. It's just yeah. try to, you know, figure out, um, you know, trying to make sense of all of it. I, I can't, I mean, yeah. listen, uh, we all know the Aggies screw things up um, on a routine oh, basis. Yeah, I predicted that one, though. Yeah. I predicted that one on the radio. When they hired uh, Jimbo and gave him that contract, I said, they're going to screw this up. They will. I don't know how long it will take, but they will screw it up. But that's not, that's not the, that's not the way to do it. Um, so, um I interrupted your question. Uh, well, I just well, you know, it, I didn't really have a question, but I think that A and M. What, what we've seen with A and M, don't you think they're kind of panicking because Texas is good and they're oh, joining the league next question. year? Yeah, without question. That that and they do that, and that's you know that's part of their of the dynamics that makes them Aggies is that they're they're so paranoid about Texas and. You know, the same thing happens at Auburn. A lot of times they're so paranoid about Alabama that it can cause them to, to you know, to overreact. You know, like they fired coaches that won. And, yeah. and, I mean, Tuberville, it's like, man, what's his record against Alabama? They fired him. So here, here's what you have to do. Hunter is in the locker room. Hunter Yurchek, the athletic director, he knows – the ins and outs of football. He's there. He's at practice every day that I've been at practice. He's been at practice. He he meets with Sam. He's he's inside. He knows where uh, where the program is better than we do, and what they're trying to accomplish. And he's 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 got about eight or nine more days. Well, we'll see. When is Black Friday? Is that twelve days away? Uh, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's got twelve more days to observe to see, you know, what's going on, and then, you know, he'll he'll make the decision. I, uh, I think Sam has got the right attitude in this. He didn't look panicked today. He looked like he was uh, in a relaxed mood. He knows, you know, knows what his plan is. And I think Hunter knows what the plan is. You know, whether it's hiring coaches or whatever. Um. Be interesting to watch, you know, these last two games. You got, you know, two two more chances to, you know, what, as they say, you know, put something on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking with Clay Henry here. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky on Ruskin and Zach. And, again, we're live today at Harrison at Brick Oven Pizza doing the show. Uh, Clay, I'm going to ask you about that because uh, there's a new uh, film um, about Brandon Burlesworth and about uh, Clint Sterner, true character, that premieres uh, on television tomorrow night on the SEC Network and uh, 
The reason we're here is they're having the uh, premiere over at uh, Harrison High School uh, later on tonight of this film here in Harrison, Brandon's hometown. And um, I just uh, I, I can't believe it's been 25 years since that game in Tennessee yeah. where uh, where that all happened there. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll never forget um, trying to you know get from the press box to the field in that stadium is not easy because the working press box stops on um, you know a big booster you know area where they so if you, if you wait on that elevator you're you're gonna you're gonna miss the post game so I always found in that stadium a, an exit from the press box to go down stands to get to the next the bottom level of the stadium and then go through. And I've never seen so much dis- disgusted fans because they, they thought they'd lost mm-hmm. and they thought they, you know, that they were headed for the national championship. Well, they were, but they thought they lost. And then, you know, that play happened. I was about 20 rows from the field when it happened. And it, the whole, there really wasn't a lot of cheer and they were just stunned. They, they, you know, were handed life again. But it, what you see about character in uh, the film, I mean, every time that we can talk about Brandon Burlesworth, it's a good day. Yeah. I mean, it's I knew him, and he was an amazing individual. Um, you know, it's there, there wasn't a lot of charisma. There was just total focus. I don't know if, if you were ever around Brandon, but... You know, he wasn't a particularly great interview. He answered your questions. He he didn't really care about publicity or anything. But it, it's the character was incredible, and Clint's the same way. And anytime we can talk about those guys, it's a good day in Razorback Nation. Yeah, well, I think uh, a lot of people are uh, are going to be interested to watch this tomorrow night on the uh, on the SEC Network and see. Uh, what it's all about, and they've done a, you know, they've done some really um, some important stories uh, on that SEC um, films franchise there. When you talk about uh, Nolan Richardson and uh, and his story, and they did the one that I was really uh, that I really enjoyed about uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson and um, and Jerry Jones. It was Nolan. terrific, yeah. And you know that you, when you watch those two guys talk about each other, it's fascinating. <laughs> it was fascinating. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not sure that either one of them really tell the total truth of that deal. They tell their side of it, which, you know, is is two different stories. Um, the, the the thing that's neat about this, this movie is that it's going to be shown through eternity. I mean, it's like they're always with, you know, SEC Network and ESPN. They got to fill time. So, yep. you know, every once in a while they're going to plug it in again. And we're going to, you know, people are going to see it that don't know the story and they're 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 going to get an idea who Brandon Burlesworth is and yeah. uh, I, that makes me happy yeah and uh another thing we were talking with with Marty a, a little while ago there's a lot of stuff in here that people have never seen before whether it be footage or photos or whatever so that's always a fun part of any sports documentary if you will is that it's it's stuff show me things i've never seen before and I think that there's a lot of stuff in here. I know there is. Just just kind of uh, scrolling through the uh, the advanced copy I got to look at here. Um, it's um, there's a lot of stuff in there. Pe- fans have never seen before. So that's pretty pretty exciting stuff. That's terrific. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's 
it's uh, it's interesting to talk to Tennessee people about uh, that game, and I know I know quite a few, and um, they change their tone. And when they talk about Arkansas, um, you know, Phil Fulmer, unbelievable respect, for, and he he took his lumps from Arkansas, um, and it, it's uh, so I I think you know you. We don't celebrate our losses, you know. I don't. I don't celebrate the 1969 Arkansas-Texas game. I. I will never do that. And this is a loss, but there's a there's the backstory is pretty incredible. And I. I know these guys have done a, a good job. I've. I've got a feel for what y'all. You know, everybody's going to see tomorrow night when yeah. it's when it's live, and and it's worth watching. All right, Clay, we'll uh, leave it there, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that we did a, a great job. When I say we, or I did. And, uh, um, you know, when you're talking about people's jobs, and, and it's it's tough, you know, when you know them. Just uh, no fun right now. And, uh, you know, maybe they maybe they come out of this. And, uh, you know, we, we can do an SEC story, you know, 20 years about, you know, the resurrection of the Arkansas football program. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, thanks, Clay. You got it. Thanks, Scott. All right. That's Clay Henry here on Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.